The following content is rated explicit for language in adult situations. So listen with headphones. Or don't. We don't judge. Have you ever wished that your world had more magic? Or that your favorite character had survived? How about a full-length spinoff of your favorite childhood series? Then do we have a podcast for you. Hello, Fire Whiskers. I'm Claire. And I'm Kat. And this is Fire Whiskey and Honey, the podcast about your favorite novel-length Potter fan fiction. The Debt of Time. Each episode, we read a chapter of this story. And try to stay on topic. Which is easier said than done. Without further ado, here's this week's chapter of The Debt of Time. Hello everyone, welcome to Fire Whiskey and Honey, and today we have a guest! Say hi, guest. Hi, guest. (laughs) (laughs) That was perfect. Okay. So, Hi, guys. uh, This is my dark wizard. Yes. You can't see him, but he's over here. Yeah, you should have seen it. They had me blurred like I was on first 48 or something. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, Don't they us. It was only cat. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they got to put the voice box on me. <laughs> you are unblurred. You were not on the first 48. Thank uh, God. I'm not a criminal. <laughs> You're not a criminal, but you are going to get your ass beat by your girlfriend oh. during this episode because a lot of shit's going to happen yeah. and she's going to go like this and hit you repeatedly because oh, she's going to be very excited. Yeah, we're, so, we're apologizing um, in advance. Oh, hold on. Oh, and would also like to state that we are not liable for any <laughs> health issues, injuries, or hospital bills. So... <laughs> this shit better be called Hennessy and honey. I'm <laughs> yes, yes. If you do get injured, you can sue us and we will rename the podcast. Don't put that on recording. What is wrong with you? <laughs> she said with lots of sarcasm and not at all seriously. <laughs> of course. I was just joking. <sighs> well, that's now legal. Sorry, guys. Henny and honey, here we come. Anyway, <laughs> we don't even have to change the logo. It's still whiskey. But anyway. <laughs> That being said, uh, Dark Wizard, how much of the story do you know? Not a lot. Well, you listened for a while, so where did you stop listening? What do you mean? No, I didn't really listen. Like yeah, that. you did. How? When you were at Home Depot, you would listen when you were working. I listened to, like, the first episode. I thought you listened <laughs> to a little bit more than that. No. We had this conversation. The first episode's rough. I don't blame okay. you for not listening to more. It was pretty terrible. Anyway, let's give you a quick rundown. So, you've seen all the Harry Potter movies, correct? Yes. He's read the okay, books, perfect. too. <gasps> so, man, he's, man so he's ahead of you, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, we pick off right after Dumbledore has died. Hermione does some research trying to see if there's a way to bring back Dumbledore. There is not, but she figures out a way to bring back Sirius Black through the veil. So, she takes Tonks and Rutimus, breaks into the Ministry of Magic, brings Sirius back, accidentally creating a soul bond between them. Sirius then joins them on the Horcrux hunt throughout the 8th seventh book eighth movie seventh and eighth movie anyway uh does all that stuff he's hanging out he's super weird about her and seems to be like weirdly protective also they kiss it sounds weird it's not i mean it is but it's not so they go through uh they kill Voldemort. everything is good life is good also remus and tonk survive um very important uh and then 
life is good. They won. Woo! She kind of hangs out with Draco, a little weird, but they become friends. And then her 19th birthday arrives and she and Sirius were going to talk about the kiss that happened during the Battle of Hogwarts, but he said they had to wait until the day after her 19th birthday. So the day of her 19th birthday arrives. Everybody comes. They give her gifts. It's great. They leave. She opens up Remus's gift. Remus's gift is actually a time turner. She touches it. It throws her back into 1971, where she ends up at Hogwarts. She goes. She finds Dumbledore. She's like, yo, I'm from the future. Sup? And he's like, oh shit, I have a de-aging potion. I'm going to give this to you. You're going to age back to age 11 and then I'm gonna adopt you out to a pure-blood family and she was like okay so she does and she turns into 11 year old and then she gets adopted by Doria and Charles Potter dun, 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 dun. she becomes the twin sister quote-unquote of James Potter Harry Potter's dad she is raised side by side with James Potter she meets all the marauders she's actually the reason they all get together she's the reason her brother hates Sirius Black or sorry Snivellus Snape Severus Snape oof man rough anyway so She's part of all of that. She actually joins the Marauders in the Animagus thing. She becomes a fox. She gets called Fixin. She hates Peter Pettigrew. Nobody knows why. Now they've uh, gone through Hogwarts. Her mom dies because she gets dragonpox. Her dad is killed by Death Eaters at graduation. They join the Order of the Phoenix. And now uh, Peter Pettigrew has started to turn. Regulus Black is dead. Uh, uh, oh, she and Sirius are like dating, but kind of not. But also they are... Or no, no, they definitely are. They had been dating kind of question mark in Hogwarts. Now they're definitely dating. They're together. She also dated Remus, lost her virginity to him. Haha, they also had a threesome at one point. That was awkward. Um, and then James and Lily just got married. And that's kind of where we left off. Oh, also the time turner, which is in a box hidden away. She is not aware of this. It, the sand had been frozen, but it slowly started moving back. So we've been counting down grains of sand. Which is what I'm trying to figure out, which is what I told you. I think I figured it out, and they won't tell me if I'm right or not. I feel like I missed some things, but for a very quick review of two books and 95 chapters, 96 chapters, I think I did an okay job. Yes. Well, sounded like you are just on a ton of speed. (laughs) (laughs) I did lick the bowl after making my carrot cake bars so it's probably a little mix of sugar and also salmonella from the raw egg excellent perfect mm-hmm. yes perfect mm-hmm. combination the salmonella yes, makes it spicy that's all right yeah exactly also apparently that's like not a concern anywhere else in the world except for the united states because the united states are the only people who refrigerate their eggs because we're the only people who wash our eggs but that's besides the point yeah, that, yeah that's correct America. that is correct so what yes. had happened was yes yeah, so what had happened was <laughs> What had happened was Lily and James got married, finally. Mm-hmm. Woo! So we got to hear their vows and everything in Claire's really weird preacher voice. That was weird. Um, Marriage is what brings us together. Yeah, it, it was weird. Um, So they got married and then... <sighs> wait, what happened? So sounded, sounded like, Reception. Sounded yeah. like the oh, yeah. from um, coming to America. yeah so and then at the reception maya uh kind of got all i'm gonna liam neeson you i will find you and kill you with a vernon so that was oh yes yeah that was good oh other very important thing hermione's name is now maya same person she just nicknamed herself maya sorry yeah so she kind of got all down with Vernon and was like, if you don't be nice, then things are going to happen to you, etc., etc. And she's running out of sand. 
She is. So as of the end of last chapter, we had 5,778 grains of sand, and that was on September 15th, 1979. Chapter 97, Out of Time. Fitting. September 19th, 1979. 198 grains of sand left. Kat, what's September 19th? A day. But it's a very important day in this world. Oh, crap. Is this her birthday? Day before. Day before. Okay. Day before Hermione's birth. No, Hermione's birthday is the 19th. Oh, it is the 19th. Shit, my bad. Oof. Fuck. Our, okay, yes, the it is po- The podcast birthday is September 20th. That's what you're mixing ah, it up Ah, yes. Thank you. Okay, but yes, 19th, her birthday. 198 grains of sand left. Oh, this is going to be super awkward. I'm sorry. This is smutty fan fiction. Please <laughs> pretend I am not reading this to you. <laughs> I'm going to pretend that you're not here, because it's weird, because we've been friends since, like, the sixth grade. Sorry, Kenny. The noises she was making were going to be the death of him. Whether it was the constant worry and adrenaline fueled by the war, or the euphoric high they were riding from James and Lily's wedding, Sirius couldn't care less. All he knew was that the witch in his bed was responding to his every touch, as though her very life depended on how fast he could make her pulse race. Wrapping an arm around her waist, he pulled her flesh against him, grinning when she hitched her leg over his shoulder unexpectedly. He moved south, kissing every inch of her on his way. God, my hand is covering my eyes. I can't look up, guys. There is hardcore blushing, and this has never happened before. I've never had to read it to a boy before. Had you not said it was smutty fan fiction, I'd probably be able to keep a straight face, because I already know. The best part of the whole thing is Clara's read so much dirtier crap and done it with a completely straight face and done totally fine. And this is like barely anything. And she's like, "Uh." (laughs) Hi, Clara. (laughs) You you don't get to talk until this is over. (laughs) I'll just get over here off camera. No, not that. (laughs) I'm being held hostage on camera, so. (laughs) Sirius, please, Maya whimpered. I need you. He smiled, ascending her body in a smooth, fluid motion. You're very distracting. I was busy down there, you see, and I fully intend to finish that job later tonight. If all goes according to plan, she'll very likely reciprocate the offer, he thought to himself. Maya, you feel so good. Sirius leaned down and gently nipped at her neck, shoulder, and collarbone. He pressed forward and kissed her slow and sweet, relishing the way her fingers dug into his shoulders, trying like mad to pull him ever closer to her, as though she could crawl into his skin. I love you, he breathed as he pulled away from her lips. I love you like you can't even begin to imagine. I love you so much, Sirius. Come with me, love, please. Her body and voice gripped him like a vice in a way he couldn't escape. Her mouth whispered, whispering words of love and adoration brought him metaphorically to his knees. Merlin, help him. If all went according to plan, the witch would be his fiance by the end of the night. Whew, glad that's over. <clears throat> <laughs> the AO3 version is so much worse. Oh, my God. I know, oh, I know. I'm so glad he's not here for that. <laughs> 81 grains of sand left. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) 
After deciding to have a romantic night in, Sirius left the flat to pick up dinner from a muggle takeaway place on the other side of the leaky cauldron, while Maya was instructed to dress up. She had laughed at the idea of dressing up for a cheap night in, but Sirius was insistent, and she was all too willing to go along with whatever plans he had in store, especially with the promises he had made in the throes of passion to finish a few things previously left unattended. Maya took a nice, relaxing bath and then wand-dried her hair, marveling at the fact that it was nearly the length of Pandora's, thrilled that somehow she'd been able to tame the frizz over the years. Securing the mane of honey-brown locks to the side with a loose plait, she slipped into a pair of dark green hot pants and threw on Sirius's old Quidditch jersey, while she searched for something dressier in their shared closet. Once she had found a slender black dress and set it down on the bed, Maya reached into her old Hogwarts trunk in search of the silhouette earrings that Sirius had given her years ago for Christmas. It had been a long time since she had worn them, and she recalled putting them away in a jewelry box before leaving Hogwarts. Finding the small wooden box, despite the notice-me-not charm she had placed on it, Maya waved her wand to remove the locking charm and opened it in search of her earrings. What she found instead was the old time-turner. She pushed it aside casually, wondering if she had placed the earrings beneath it. As she moved the hourglass aside, she blinked at the sight of the sand. Moving. Sand. Maya did a double take as she lifted the time-turner out of the box by the long, golden chain it was secured to. That's not possible, she thought, as she noticed that instead of the blue grains of sand being frozen in place at the top of the hourglass, nearly all of the sand was flowing freely at the bottom. Pulling the object closer for inspection, Maya tipped it upside down, only to see that the blue sand remained unaffected by gravity. She observed closely, carefully, as she watched one very tiny grain of sand fall through the center of the hourglass. "'What's the rate?' she asked herself in a frantic whisper, rushing to the side of the bed where Sirius kept an old pocket watch that her father had given him for his seventeenth birthday. Clicking the watch open, she stood at the hourglass in her hand and timed the sand. "'No!' she said on a panicked breath minutes later. "'On the minute! Why on the minute?' She stood and paced around the room in a panic. Time Turner clutched tightly in hand. Why did it start? When did it start? What's it counting down to? Fuck! Her eyes widened as her gaze landed on the calendar hanging on the wall. It had been purchased to remind them all of the plans leading up to James and Lily's wedding, but there it was, clear as day. It had been years since she'd even thought of the date as anything more than just another secret. She felt a tight pressure in her chest and sobs immediately began racking her body. How had she not realized it sooner? Sixty-two grains of sand left. Kitten, Sirius called from the other room. I know you think divination is rubbish, but these fortune cookie things are hilarious. Do muggles really think this works? I just opened one that said, Your infinite capacity for patience will be rewarded. He set the bags of food on the dining room table and yelled, Maya, come eat. There was no reply. Sirius made his way towards the bedroom, opening the door and poking his head inside. Maya? I brought dinner, and... Maya? He stared down at the floor to see his witch cradling her knees to her chest and sobbing, gasping every few seconds as she struggled to breathe. Shit! Maya? He knelt down beside her immediately. Love, what's wrong? What happened? Wet, amber eyes looked up at him, and she let out a large... Sorry. Let out a loud cry when he touched her cheek. Please don't hate me, she pleaded. Please forgive me. I'm so sorry, Sirius. I'm so sorry. Sirius swallowed hard. What did you do, love? Nothing, she answered. 
and the words seemed to make her cry all the harder. I didn't do anything. I couldn't do anything. I wanted to. I promise you, I did. I wanted to fix it all, fix everything. I did the calculations, and I even asked to see her, and when I tried to do something, it blew up in my face. Calm down, love. Sirius pulled her to his chest and rubbed circles on her back. He hadn't seen her like this since the night she drank too much fire whiskey and started rambling downstairs. A part of him wondered if he should send an emergency Patronus to Remus. Somehow, he had a way of talking her down when she got like this. Whatever it is, we'll figure it out, yeah? No, no, no! Maya pulled away from him. I can't! I don't have time! There's not enough time! I wasted it all, Sirius! I wasted eight years! Sirius stood up as she rushed out of the room. Maya! Wasted eight years doing what? Doing nothing! Everything! She muttered, digging her fingers into her curls and gripping tight as she paced around the room. Are you... His hand hovered over his pocket, where a small, square bulge sat. His heart rate picked up dramatically, and he nervously bit the inside of his lip. Fuck. Did she find out? He wondered to himself. Did she know what he was doing, and this was her way of saying no? Are you saying you wasted time with... with me? Yes! She snapped. No, not like... I should have been trying to sit... Her stutter set something off inside of him. Important to note, uh, Dumbledore put a spell on her. She is unable to reveal anything that would alter the future. When she tries, she stutters. And if he would just learn occlumency, he would know what she's hiding because... Ugh. Cat has strong feelings about learning occlumency. Apparently. We had to make merchandise about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm right, sorry, rightfully, but when rightfully. she flat out gives you hints that are super obvious, that if you want to know what I'm hiding, this what you you have to do. Like, she does I'll, give pretty clear cut. Like, she does. If you want the solution, there's a solution for the things of the secrets I'm hiding. Yeah, and he doesn't yeah. do it. Uh, it is important to note, though, Remus knows. Because because Remus is a werewolf, when you try to use legilimency on him, all you hear is... And you just hear wolf noises. Um, yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but... So she was able to use the pensive and show Remus the future. Like, she can't show him, obviously, that James and Lily died, but she was able to show him Harry and Ron and himself and, like, show that, you know, she is from the future. And so Remus is totally aware, and but can't tell Sirius until, I think, she made him promise, and I think it was until their third year. So when he escapes from Azkaban, Remus can tell him, but not until then. What are you hiding? he demanded, and the look of fear on her face at his question gave him his answer. Whatever it was she was hiding, it was important, and it was big. I can't tell you if I try, I'll just pass out, she said. I want to, Merlin, I want to tell you everything. Then tell me, Sirius barked. Fuck, are we ever not going to have secrets between us? Yes, one day you and I will tell each other everything, but it's not for years he blinked rapidly were you going to say years as in you're going to keep secrets from me for fucking years no 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 maya rushed forward wrapping her arms around his waist and clinging to him tightly serious please you don't understand i don't have time to explain i should have fought harder i should have tried harder i wanted to try but i could only think of hair but now it's up to you serious don't trust shit 
Sirius was barely paying attention, too caught up in the fact that the love of his life was not only still keeping secrets, but had apparently planned on doing so for years. Not the future. Not the future. Maya mumbled over and over. Maybe the past? She whispered to herself and then turned with a bit of hope in her eyes. Sirius, the shrieking shack, the first time we were there. Instincts. Trust your instincts. My instincts are telling me that I need some fresh air. Sirius growled, shrugging her hands off of him as he reached for his leather jacket. No! Maya screamed desperately. Then trust my instincts. I'm having a little trouble trusting anything about you right now, Maya. Sirius, don't leave. Don't leave, please. She yelled after him as he opened the door to the flat. Sirius, don't leave me. I'll be back in an hour or two, Maya. I need to... Fuck. I need some time to think. Sirius! Maya cried as he disapparated at the foot of the stairs. She sobbed and rushed back up the stairs in search of her wand. The moment the vinewood was wrapped in one fist, the time-turner in the other, Maya shouted, Expecto Patronum! and watched as a silver fox emerged from her wand, turned, and waited for instruction. Remus, help! was all she yelled before the little fox-shaped Patronus darted away. Ten grains of sand left. Oh my god. Oh my god. We went from 68 to 10. Yes. That's significant. Yeah. What does it mean? Kat, she literally told you. She timed it. It's a minute. Each grain of sand is a minute. No, that's not what I mean. I mean what, oh. what I said before. Uh, uh, what does is the end of the time mean? Yes. Oh, well, yeah, that, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I was like, we just discussed this. What, what do you what? mean? What does it mean? It means minutes. <laughs> you do math. What does this mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> you you're can... smarter than me. <sighs> I don't know, man. You better pull out a graphing calculator or some shit. Figure it out. Mathway.com. <laughs> hey, I already tried Googling something once that they let go too far and maybe believe that it was something when it was nothing. It was nothing. Oh, oh Tom. Yeah, you're never going to let that die. Kind of you know, curiosity killed the cat, you know, all that fun stuff. She's going to find out in about 20 minutes. So it's like... Yeah. You oh, don't know oh, by oh, the end shit, of the There you go. There you go. You're going to find out. Calm your tits. It's all right. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's still my favorite thing that you and I ever started doing. Calm your tits. And you just put your hands in front of your tits and go, no. And like wave them around. <laughs> I miss you. Anyway. I know. I miss you, too. And your food. <laughs> My food's been pretty on point the last couple days. Anyway. Remus apparated. You're supposed to say anyway the dead of time. We do not sell stickers that say anyway on them. Hannah Beth <laughs> needs a transition. <laughs> anyway. The dead of time. I don't know. I'm excited. <laughs> and it makes me mad when she doesn't use the transition because Hannah Beth needs a transition and she's stressed out enough because she's about to push a watermelon out of a hot dog. Watermelon Wait, out of a what? Hot dog. No, watermelon <laughs> out of a donut. Don't. There that's, we go. That's better. <laughs> also, the tongue, the donuts don't stretch. They just kind of like crumble and fall apart. Well, whatever, you get the idea. She's going to push a big human head out of a tiny hole so she's stressed out enough and doesn't need Claire's BS transition. (laughs) (laughs) 
Noted. <laughs> anyway, the dead of time. I'm sassy I, I, today. I, I watermelon. I'm, <laughs> I'm just. I have never once said that I was stressed out about a transition, and she's the one that's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> I know you stressed out. Jesus Christ! I can't breathe. It's fine. Because even though she doesn't say it, she's thinking it. Ten grains of sand left. Remus apparated at the foot of the stairs and hastened up to the flat as fast as possible. He hadn't even bothered to grab his recent purchases at the apothecary when the little fox Patronus darted through the door of the shop, opened its mouth, and screamed, Remus, help. He had vanished on instinct, leaving his things behind. When he practically kicked through the front door, expecting the worst, he found Maya kneeling on the ground, trembling, her eyes red. Maya? She turned her head up and, at the sight of him, burst into a fresh set of sobs before rushing into his arms. Remus, he's gone! What? He asked, pulling away from him, pulling her away from him. Who's gone? What happened? Sirius left. We fought, and he, he didn't understand, and I couldn't tell him because Dumbledore... Have you been drinking, Maya? Whatever's wrong, I'm sure we can fix it. No! She shook her head. It can't be fixed. It's all broken, and I didn't fix it. Remus, I'm so sorry. He'll never forgive me. How can he forgive me for not changing it all, for not stopping Voldemort from Remus flinched at her open use of you-know-who's name, not because of his own fears, but because it, because it had become a habit picked up from the rest of society. Maya, we've talked about this. You know you can't change the future, and whatever happens is meant to happen. We'll figure it out together, but no one is going to hate you, especially not Sirius. Just give him some time to cool off, and I'm sure it'll all work out. Maya held up her left hand. What's that? Is... His eyes widened, and a cold chill ran through his entire body, feeling the feeling sinking into his heart. Maya, is that what I think it is? She opened her palm to show the time-turner, with only a few grains of sand left in the top portion. It's moving. It wasn't moving before, he said, swallowing down the panic that was quickly rising in his chest. Maya, when did it start moving? I'm guessing about nine months ago, but I only just found it. Why is it moving? Because there can't be two of me, she explained. Today's my birthday, Remus. Your birthday's in March, Remus corrected, shaking his head. Maya Potter's birthday is the 27th of March, but Hermione Granger was, will, be born on the 19th of September, 1979. Remus held his breath. What time? One after ten, she whispered, a look of utter defeat in her eyes. Remus pulled his pocket watch from his robes and clicked it open. Nine fifty-eight. Three grains of sand left. Oh, shit, Remus muttered, then looked at Maya, who stood frozen, one hand gripping her wand, the other, the time-turner. What's going to happen? I don't know, she replied, shrugging her shoulders. The last time I used a time-turner, when everything ran out, time caught back up with itself, but that was just hours, no more than three at a time. It's been eight years, Remus. I could just vanish. No, he said, trying to think of something, anything to fix this. He quickly did the first thing he could think of and pulled the chain of the time-turner from her grip, looping it around her neck. What are you doing? Saving you. It's my job, right? 
I send you back. You said that it wasn't just a time-turner. It was a port key that brought you here into the past. Maya nodded. Then I'll figure out how to layer the spells, he promised her. I already know the date you get sent back, and now I know the date you have to... have to leave, he said, fighting his own set of tears that were threatening to emerge. I'll set a time-activated port key to go off on the 19th of September, 1979, at exactly one minute after ten. I've got... I've got 19 years to figure out how to do it. Two grains of sand left. 19 years. Oh, Merlin, 19 years. 19 years without... Remus looked down at the witch, holding back the tears that were building in the corner of his eyes. Without you. A part of him wanted to pull the chain back and vanish the time-turner entirely. How am I supposed to live 19 years without you? 14. She wrapped her arms around him tightly. Remus, I love you, she mumbled through her sobs. You're my best friend, and I love you. Please take care of him. Remember what I said. Trust Sirius. Always Sirius. One grain of sand left. I promise, Remus said, holding her as tightly as possible, a part of him wondering if he could just go with her. But no, he had promised to keep. I'll see you soon, yeah? You'll get your handsome gray-haired werewolf back. Maya sobbed as she pulled away from him. Standing on the tips of her toes, she leant up and kissed his cheek. Then, with a flourish of her wand, she summoned her Patronus. The little fox blinked wide eyes at them both before focusing on her. Sirius, I'm so sorry. Please remember that I love you. I love you more than anything, Sirius, and I'm so sorry that I... Before she could say another word, a bright blue light enveloped her, and when it faded, she was gone. You know what else can make a bright brew light? <laughs> <laughs> Jewelry in general. A yeah. teleport key. A teleport key. Oh, a teleport key. Oh, that's clever. Hi, Claire's brain is fried. But if you want a sterling silver replica of a teleport key with Can You Swim on it. The pendants are available from Beating Kit Kat. Use the code FIREWHISKEY, no E in whiskey, for 10% off through next Friday. She also has the new diamond and gold versions of the Black Family Ring, available in yellow, white, and rose gold. And of course, the traditional silver and opal Black Family Rings that Kat and I both have and love. They only go on sale for this podcast, so get them at 10% off while you can. And if you call now, you get a set of steak knives. Fuck you. (laughs) And Beth cut that. Yeah. Thank you. That was obvious because. (laughs) Haven't you ever watched QVC or anything? You call now, you get a steak knife. Would you ever just watch TV after 10 p.m. in the late 90s? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, could we appreciate for a second? Power ballots of the 80s. Oh my god, (laughs) yes. Or. Like every version of Shirley Temple for some reason. Oh, oh God. God. Oh God. I had every version of Shirley Temple. I don't think it was bought through Time Life or whatever the fuck it was though. Uh. Isn't that when they use the show now? That's when I call music too. <laughs> yes. They're still making now that. I, what, you just said that. They are. Didn't the first no. one come out in like '97? They. Oh, you did not just say that. They're still making now. That's what I call music. Billie mm-hmm. Eilish was on the most recent one. Duh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. 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 Just They're like, in like the seventies now, and also like Kids Bob thirty seven. Like it's like Can insane. Still make that? <laughs> yes, dude. My niece still listens kids to Bob Kids 37. Bob. 
Or something. I don't know how many. Oh, they still no, I got a Google. I don't even know if they're doing albums anymore. They may just be releasing them automatically on Jesus like Apple Music. Christ. Spotify. That's one thing they need to stop is that. That shit wasn't cool no more like after 05. <sighs> now it's just after the year. Oh, is it? Because like new music, Kids Bop 2022. Jesus. <laughs> Yike. One single. Yuck. Uh, in, in, in case you're wondering, there's a new music video for Butter. Oh, God. The, the, I just want them to do <laughs> the a K-pop version of WAP. They did. I'm pretty sure. Hold on. I would not be surprised if they did. There's a music video for WAP. No, 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 no. Oh, kids Bop WAP. Version. Oh. Kids Bop WAP. No, no, no. I, oh, I saw the music video of WAP. <laughs> How do you make that song clean? That is the question. Very surprised. <laughs> wet and pouring. Oh, it's it's wet not real. It's a parody. It's not real. Oh, I thought it was God. real. Oh, that makes me feel better. I oh, still have wings faith and in pizza, society. I guess. I don't know. Wings and pizza. There are a couple of versions where they change it to wet and splashy. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sure as hell is. <laughs> it's almost and splashy. It's almost worse. Than <laughs> the visual, the visual. It's just like a kiddie's pool with the splashing. No, and... stop! Play. It's wet and splashy. <laughs> I'm okay. Oh my god. Anyway, the dead of time. God, now you have to get back into really serious things. Like serious black. Pun intended. <sighs> serious thought about going to the leaky, but that would have been the first place Maya would have looked for him. And after that fight, he needed to clear his head before he saw her again. Mmm, poor choice. Anyway, <laughs> the witch put him on edge. He thought he had adequately prepared for proposing to the girl, but he certainly hadn't expected panic to rise up inside of him the way that it had. James's reaction the night before and the day of his wedding suddenly made more sense. Sirius was putting his heart and soul on the line. He had only seen someone do something similar twice in his life. The first had been a year ago when James proposed to Lily. The yes was barely out of her mouth before James was spinning her around in his arms, a look of relief in his eyes. The other time had been at Hogwarts when Remus sent the letter of intent to Maya. Sirius knew that he had been the cause behind it, and, in the end, despite making the choice for themselves, it was the soul bond that brought Maya back to him. But she had burnt Remus's letter in front of everyone, as was the custom. Sirius couldn't help but be worried that somehow she would burn him, too. A point on everyone, on that. Try again. Oof. Fuck you. <laughs> she does this all the time. And she mixes up her voices. You're you're welcome for not sounding like that in published versions. I feel like now we have to leave it in because it's funny. Damn it. <laughs> what do you think the Bloopers and Tangents episode is for? Fair. <laughs> A pint for everyone. On me. A tall, dark-haired man shouted as he burst through the doors of the nearly empty Muggle pub. 
The five or six people actually there all cheered, and the bartender nodded to the man before proceeding to fill up several glasses, handing the first to the muggle who was grinning from ear to ear. Sirius looked at the bloke, raising a brow. Your team won a big game or something? he asked, still not knowing enough about muggle sports to be more specific than that. Better. My wife's in labor. What? Just keep reading. <sighs> Sirius snorted in amusement. You don't know! <laughs> you don't know! <laughs> he knows. You know. He knows. Jesus. Sirius snorted. I ain't paying attention! <laughs> Whose podcast is this? I don't know. You swing on me. We gonna find out. <laughs> Sirius snorted in amusement. No offense, mate, since you bought, uh, since you just bought me a drink and all, he said, glancing at the pint as it was placed in front of him. But if you're about to have a baby, why are you in a pub? Oh, crap! It's Hermione's dad! <laughs> there it is! <laughs> oh, this is beautiful. I love this. I would just like to point out, he's not having the fucking baby. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yes. Obviously, <laughs> even in the magic world, that can't happen. Every time I hear, we're having a baby, I'm like, no the fuck mm. we are not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. We are expecting a baby. There we go. We are not having anything. Correct. Correct. Let's like say, we are on our period. No, we are not. I am. Oh, so or when parents worse. are like, we're going to go potty. I'm like, please don't do it together. I, I do catch myself though. I'm like, we're gonna get a clean butt, and I'm like, no, no, we are. I mean, I am going with him to get a clean butt and give him a clean butt, but we are not getting a clean butt together. That's weird. I'm about to say, <laughs> you saying I'm going with him is not much better. Either. <laughs> well, I have to. Th- he's a baby. I understand that, but when you say I am going with him to get a clean butt, sounds like yours <laughs> clean too. Ah, it gets worse. Anyway. Nope. You made it worse on yourself. I did. Aren't you glad Uh, I'm here, Claire? Yes. Let me answer for her. That's my dog. You realize we're we're, we're bordering on 20 years of friendship, Kenny. You are coming back because we have to do fire whiskey and honey. Say that again. It's honey. honey. Why are you saying it like that? Because it's honey. I'm saying I love you, Jenny. Why don't you love me? <laughs> honey. Because it's honeys. Honey. With a U. Yeah, with a, with a U. U. Honey. Because that's the plural of honeys. Okay. Because it'll be you, Micah, and Matt. Because Jimmy's no fun. It. I respect his privacy. You can respect his privacy and he can still be no fun. Two things can be true at the same I'm about time. I to say, you can keep them on with the first 48 background. It's all right. <laughs> uh. See, but that's a callback that nobody else is going to get because we weren't recording yet. <laughs> for, for context, when we first called into this Zoom meeting, Kat's... Zoom background was blurred out, so Kenny looked like he was on an episode of the first 48, so it was a hot minute before. <laughs> we actually got to see him. He was visible. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> anyway. The Muggle drained the his entire... The time. <laughs> anyway, the dead of time. Sorry. Poor <laughs> Kat yells at me again. Kenny started it. He went anyway. So I was just finishing it for him. 
Anyway, the dinner time. <clears throat> also, should turn my phone on silent, which I always forget to do now for some some strange reason. Anyway. God, woman. We're professional. <laughs> it's I'm fine. I'm just we trying to let the story go. I still want to keep talking shit. I'm just trying to let it roll. <laughs> hey, we. the amount of time that this should bet this takes us when we talk crap and it shouldn't take us this long. Because even Straight after up. we're done, and I'm like, okay, can we thank the people and then we can talk shop? Like, True, true, true. Shia doesn't care. Actually, she does <laughs> care, but Claire almost killed her the other day. Oh, God. It's not my fault. Something yes, fell and I screamed. You screamed! <laughs> I. It wasn't my fault that I screamed. I had no control. Yeah, she almost killed our queen bee. I did. I'm sorry. <sighs> The muggle drained his entire glass in one go and then nodded to the bartender to refill it. He let out a shaky exhale and laughed a little hysterically. It's been a long day. Doctor says it'll be a while, and Helen, my wife, said I was making her more anxious by pacing around the room. Ordered me out. Said if I passed out from nerves when the big moment came, she'd break my nose. Said to get a drink in me while she was still allowing it. Sounds like my kind of woman. Any girl that threatened to break someone's nose was good in Sirius's book. Well, in that case... Two shots of fire whiskey, said the bar- he said to the bartender. The bartender raised her brow. That's some new brand? I don't think we carry it, mate. Regular whiskey, then. One for me, one for the new father here, he said, gesturing to the muggle beside him. Thanks, the man said brightly, and extended a hand to Sirius. Richard Granger. He accepted the outstretched hand with a nod. Sirius Black. Sirius? Richard laughed. That's your name? Sirius shrugged, more amused than insulted. Family tradition. Interesting family, Richard muttered with a slight smirk. No offense, of course. He added, before taking a sip of his beer. None taken, Sirius assured him. Shitty family. Glad to be rid of the lot. He shoved the images of his parents and Regulus into the back of his mind, and tried to summon up visions of his real family, James and Lily, Maya and Remus, even Peter, wherever the fucking prat was these days. He'd shown up for the wedding under the threat of violence and then vanished right after the vows. Is that why you're drinking alone? Richard asked, curiously. Sirius rose a brow. Do you often ask total strangers details about their personal lives? Richard shrugged his shoulders. I pride myself on being a bit of a know-it-all. Can't know-it-all without asking first, can you? Plus, you don't look to be drinking to celebrate. Should be celebrating right now, Sirius sighed defeatedly. Instead of a drink in my hands, I should have my girl. Break up? No. I just got angry over something and stormed out, so she'll be bloody pissed at me for a while. She's always pissed at me, he laughed, and raked a hand down his face. All the fucking time. Screams like she just discovered she had lungs. Richard chuckled. Sounds like most women I know. What'd you do? Sirius withdrew a small velvet box from his pocket and popped it open setting it on the counter, revealing the silver-banded ring. The silver swirled and curved into a pattern similar to an infinity symbol, coated in diamonds. Then there, at the center, rested a massive opal. God dang it, that's where we should have put the ad. Mother trucker. <laughs> oh, I kind of liked the disappearing teleport key, because we always do it with the ring. Yes, true. True. My God, man. Richard gaped at the ring. Maybe you should have bought my drink. Sirius snorted and closed the box, slipping it back into his pocket. She, so she said no? 
didn't even get to ask. I walked in the room, and a fight just happened out of nowhere. Halfway through, I nearly thought about throwing the thing at her and screaming, See? That's what I think about the future. You fucking happy now? Romantic, Richard retorted, sarcastically. I do what I can. Never been good at the romance stuff. Not with this one. He briefly thought of Remus, and wished to hell he would have asked Mooney's advice on how to propose. At the time, he thought it might have been weird, being her ex-boyfriend and all, but Sirius was scolding himself for it now. She sees through all the bullshit. Can't come up with a good way to ask her to marry me. Richard nodded as though he generally, genuinely understood. Sirius wondered why all muggles couldn't be this understanding and friendly. No, there just had to be arseholes like Vernon Dursley existing in the world. I spent six months trying to get up the nerve to ask my Helen, Richard mused. And then, another four months trying to figure out how to do it. In the end, I took her on a trip to Sicily. He leaned back against the counter, resting his elbows there as he told the story with a grin on his face. We took in a show, dinner at a fancy restaurant, then I bought her this antique collection of Shakespeare's works, tied the ring on a ribbon, bookmarking her favorite sonnet. That's how you do romance, my friend. Wouldn't work for me, Sirius said with a smirk. The books, sure, but my girl hates Shakespeare. Some other bird sent me a poem back in school, and my bird lost her bloody mind over it. Eyes flashed, hair sparked, and then she cursed her and any other girl that blinked my way twice. Sirius said the words, and then immediately swallowed hard, realizing that he had just said several wizarding terms to a muggle. Richard simply laughed. You got yourself a spitfire there. Sirius let out a sigh of relief and joined his new friend in laughter. You have no idea. So, why the hesitation to marry her? Sirius shrugged and threw back the shot of whiskey, making a face when it didn't burn right going down. It's complicated. She's keeping secrets. Everyone does. She keeps a lot of secrets, mate, Sirius said, reflecting back on all of Maya's scars, the strange way she started stuttering out of nowhere in the past year or so, her vague references and unwillingness to talk about the future, the crazy way she would burst into tears around certain people, not to mention her outright disdain for Peter that went above and beyond with the little tosser deserved for spying on her once back in school. You think she's got another bloke? Sirius shook his head immediately. No, she's only ever been with... Remus. We're supposed to end up together, you see. Destiny or something stupid like that. Between knowing that she's it for me and her not telling me the truth, I feel like all my choices have been taken away. Like fate expects us to end up together, but it failed to mention how that's supposed to happen. But you bought a ring, Richard pointed out. I got her ring, Sirius corrected. It's an old family heirloom of hers, belonged to her mom's mother. She lost both of her parents within the last few years, and then her brother got married last week. So, did fate find the ring for you? Richard asked. No, her brother found it. I'd asked him for his blessing, and he said he would help me. If fate was forcing you to be with her, do you really think you'd have the ability to be sitting here drinking away your worries? Point taken, Sirius conceded, scooting back from the bar. I guess I've got a proposal to plan. Richard chuckled. I had planned that apology first. Nah, sex is better with her when she's still a little ticked off at me, Sirius said with a devious grin. Speaking of a good shag, Richard said, looking down at his watch, I better head back to the hospital to deal with the consequences of one of mine. But first, one more shot of whiskey for my new soon-to-be-engaged friend, he said to the bartender, who gladly refilled the small glasses as Richard placed muggle money on the counter. He reached for the second glass and handed it over to Sirius. Cheers to Sirius and Maya.
Sirius said with a smile. Sirius and Maya. And to the expectant father, Sirius said, before throwing the cheap whiskey down his throat. Cheers, mate, Richard said with a grin and drank down his shot. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a daughter to meet. Okay, can we just take a second to think about how weird it is that Sirius is drinking to the birth of his girlfriend and Hermione's dad is drinking to the engagement of his daughter, who isn't yet born? Wild. Yes. It makes my brain itch. It makes... Yeah, that's weird. Also, it, it just occurred to me that in 1979, they would have no way of knowing it was a daughter before she was born. That is true. They didn't have the... Ultrasounds weren't a thing. Yeah, that didn't start until when? Like the 80s? Google Probably. It. I say 85. Alright, are we playing uh, Price is Right rules? Let's do it. 87. I got 85. Cat? Cat don't care. Hmm. You're no fun. I'll show you how The late 1970s! Damn it! Holy shit! I just realized my mom knew my sister was a girl, so it would have had to have been prior to 84. I fucked that up. Anyway. (sighs) Okay, so maybe... So it is possible. It is possible. Clear fucking shit up. Unlikely, but possible. Ooh, I can do this. For those of you who can't see, I'm doing a backwards peace sign. Yeah. Classic. (laughs) I I, I genuinely, I I like throwing up the bird better. Because I forget. I would just like, this just looks too much like deuces. Come on, it's an an exclamation point. Come on. (laughs) I love that. That's great. See, my favorite (sighs) is the Ross, even though that's a lot. I like this. It's but not it's as subtle. subtle. I like the subtle nose scratch with the middle finger so that, like, all the adults know what's going on and the kids don't. Know what? You've never seen Friends. Oh, so you have to, you, so you have to watch it to know it. Yeah. Uh, okay. You oh, bought yeah, me the one, box set. The we can watch it. <laughs> oh, okay. It's on HBO Max. You can stream it, too. The two walked out the door together. Sirius held out a hand to the muggle, who took it with a smile, shaking it eagerly with a stupid grin on his face. Sirius wondered if he would ever be as happy as this simple muggle, all over the birth of a kid. Got a name picked out yet? Richard's grin faded into a soft smile. Hermione. Without another word, the two separated. Once out of the hearing distance and nearing the leaky, Sirius chuckled under his breath. And he thought my name was stupid. Poor girl. <laughs> Fucking savage. I forgot how good this part was. (laughs) (sighs) He shook his head as he laughed, once more tapping the small box in his pocket to make sure it was still there. He could do this. He could do this. Evening, Tom. Sirius nodded a greeting to the man as he passed through the pub, walking out the other side towards the large brick wall that opened to Diagon Alley. As he tapped his wand on the combination of bricks, a swirling silvery mist appeared in front of him. He turned wand held out as the mist formed itself into a very familiar corporeal patronus. Sirius, I'm so sorry, the fox said in Maya's voice. Please remember that I love you. I love you more than anything, Sirius, and I'm so sorry that I... The words ended and the patronus vanished. Sirius stood there, feeling like his world had just come to a crashing halt. Unconsciously, he touched his chest. Something felt wrong. 
That didn't sound like an apology. That didn't sound like a declaration of love. That sounded like... Goodbye. How many grains of sand left, muggle? It ran out. Zero. How did you Remember? get that it ran out? Well, because she Be- because she the... was sending a Patronus and it cut her off mid-word. And yeah. the blue light And then appeared. the blue light. Yeah. That happened before you got to the bar. I told you you got to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> so much shade. Okay, now... Okay, one, I'm impressed that she didn't slap the crap out of you as the sand kept ticking lower. Same. Was waiting for it. Two, also impressed she hasn't slapped the crap out of you for your commentary. <laughs> so, Kat, you're the, do you see why we wouldn't answer your question? Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you feel it's like okay. we were find justified out what next week. in not answering your question? Yes. Okay. Also, I'm kidding. You don't find out what happens next. I was like, don't tell her that. That's so mean. (laughs) See how they have... Not they, because Hannibal doesn't count, but Claire abuses me. Find her. Okay, buy me a plane ticket. Okay. What's the airport? Nash. Oh my god, I just realized. When... Oh my god. You're oh either gonna have god. to talk in code or text me later because I'm pretty sure whatever you just realized is a gigantic spoiler. <laughs> I just realized when Maya reappears in the story. Yup. That's why I said it's really cruel if you say next week, because that's a fucking lie. <laughs> Cat. I love you. Why do you keep looking at me? <laughs> Oh, he doesn't me. know. He hasn't read this book. <laughs> um, what you want me to do? Google it? No, you can't <laughs> Google it. I've tried. <laughs> Dead of Time doesn't exist on Google. Yeah, that's why you gotta it, it does. Reddit it just... or something. Don't you ruin this. Wow. We've gone two years without her ruining this. <laughs> <sighs> well, also, we now have we now have decent amount of fans that have never heard the story except through the podcast. The podcast. And Who so, also have not read ahead, which is super impressive. Which, yeah. Kudos to those of you who are that way, who are not yeah. reading ahead. I, I I mean, I know we've discussed this in earlier seasons, but I feel like I haven't said this in a while. I called in sick to work to finish this book. Same. <laughs> like, And it wasn't my first time through. Oh, it was my first time through. No, the first time through I did it over a holiday week. So I was off. Yeah, no, I I had started reading it, and then I read it during my lunch break at work, and then I picked it up when I got home, and then I just read it all night long, and then by the time I was still reading, I realized it was 4 o'clock in the morning, and I was going to be dog shit the next day at work, and I still only had, like, 50 chapters or something like that left. So I would just text it, I'm like, <coughs> also I'm sick. Should we put it in context for Kenny of how, how long this story is? It's the first five books put together. First yes. five Harry Potter books in length. It is 750,000 words. Oh. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. actual series is just over a million words. So this is about three quarters of the length of the entire yes. Harry Potter series. Right. So I think Massive. I've read the first time in two and a half days or something. Yeah. Absolutely psychotic. Jeez. 
Yeah. Yeah. Same. I didn't do anything except for sit and read for like yeah. two days. No. Oh, yeah. Possible. Yeah, because I, I think I started it on a Thursday night. I called in sick on a Friday, and I spent the rest of the weekend finishing it. Jesus yeah. Christ. And then I turned around and I used the terrible tinny robotic reading voice on fan fiction to listen to it as I drove from Tennessee to Georgia. Yikes. Yikes on bikes. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and thank the people. Thank you to our foxes. We'd like to thank Anthony, Lisa, Jade, Tori, Leanne, Stacy, Carolyn, Sierra, Camille, Miriam, Shannon, Sandra, Martina, Claire, Nicole, Lynn, Kenny, Ryland, Jackie, Amber, Sarah, Sarah, Muggle Trucker, Matthias Potter, yes, really, Carissa, Kaylin, April, Olivia, Rachel, Chelsea, Sarah, Amara, Cassie, Cauldron Mist, Laura, Audrey, Melissa, Amanda, Tori, Darian, Nina, Sylvia, Ryder, Crystal, Natasha, Misha, Rebecca, Dan, Jillian, Katie Cat, Kendra, Ash, Chris, Shona, Catherine, Becky, Montana, Paige, Michelle, Frau Holly, Roshan, and Tanya. And thank you so much to all of our patrons. We, of course, appreciate you. You keep us on the air. You're wonderful. We love you. We would also like to thank our guest, who I'm glad you didn't get beat up, but I'm also sad you didn't get beat up because that would have been really funny. Oof. Oof. I Sorry, I still think it's funny that he got stuff faster than she did. He has yes. not hurt nearly <laughs> as much as she has. Pay attention. It's fine. It's fine. It's great. I love this. He's, he serves as the audience's voice here. <laughs> well, you do speak to the people. Yeah, from time to time, I pop up. You do, you do, and I appreciate it. I also like that you're just using his hand as, like, a fidget spinner right now. Essentially. Or a fidget cube. Whatever, I can't take him to the movies ten minutes in, I know what happens. (laughs) Muggle? I'm sorry, stuff is, you can just read it like that, I can't help it. It's obvious sometimes. I'm that way too, and Micah's like, did you read ahead of the story? I'm like, no, I could just tell. Also, I do that sometimes, Sometimes because I don't like surprises. (laughs) I know it's just obvious. It's like when we saw Quiet Place Part 2, you were like, I know it happens. Listen, they're not going to let the little girl die. That's all I'm saying. So it's going to be miraculous what happens. Mm-hmm. And with that, thank you, Dark Wizard, for joining us. I appreciate uh, you. Thank you for the invite. Much appreciated. This is a lot of fun. I like having guests on the show. Also, I just like the side commentary. It's like the Peanuts gallery in the background. It's exactly what all the audience members are saying, but it's just <laughs> actually said in the podcast. Yeah, it's all live. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having a live studio audience. Hey! With no canned laughter, which I appreciate. But thank you for joining. And Cat, we will see you next Fire Whiskey Friday. Whoopa! Thank you for listening to another episode of Fire, Whiskey, and Honey. A special thank you to Shyalani for allowing us to read your story. And thank you to Blue Ivy Creations for creating our logo and Hannah Beth for editing our episodes. You can find us on Instagram at FWHpod. And on Twitter at FWHpodcast. 
and on our website, fwhpod.com. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support and get extra content, please support us on Patreon and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to those who support us already. We wouldn't be here without you. See you next Fire Whiskey Friday.